Hey, it's Jordan. We'll be firing up the Chill Factory in just a moment. First, I wanted to make sure you have the Chill Factory app. It's an amazing podcast companion that gives you hundreds of ways to chill between episodes and forever. Stay tuned to the end of this episode because I'll be giving a special password so that you and 99 other listeners can enjoy the Chill Factory app for free. I think many of us are meant for something better. That doesn't mean we think we're, you know, God's gift to the universe. It means I'm meant for something better than this. So if you have that nagging feeling over and over and over, you are meant for something better. Now the question is, what is that and how to find it and how to get it? Hi, and welcome to The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. We crave stability, so change can breed stress. And for more than a year and a half now, most of us have had to deal with non-stop change in most areas of our lives, including in our work. Now, change can be positive. It can mean we're moving to something better. And of course, it can also be really stressful and scary because how do you know you're making the right decisions about something so important? We're in luck because today's amazing guest on The Chill Factory is going to help us make better, stronger, and less stressful decisions. Kathy Caprino is an internationally recognized career and leadership coach, and she focuses on the advancement of women in business. She's also a prolific speaker and writer. She's a senior Forbes contributor and the author of two books, including the current The Most Powerful You. Seven Bravery-Boosting Paths to Career Bliss. Kathy Caprino, welcome to The Chill Factory. I'm so happy to be here, Jordan. Thank you for having me. What an honor. I looked at a whole bunch of recent surveys, and the statistic hovers around 55 to 60% of Americans are considering making some kind of job or career change. That's huge, right? Yeah, right, right. And you've read about the great resignation where, you know, people have hung on uh, to unhappy jobs because during the pandemic because of security, but they are ready to chuck those. And it's, it's a large percentage of people, as you're saying. And that consideration could be a mix of excitement and you know, looking forward to potentially making a change that you've been wanting to make for a long time. And, and in a way, the pandemic gives license to do so. And it could be panic and great anxiety because that's what change can fuel in us, stress and discomfort and worry and nightmares and all that stuff. So cutting right to the chase here, are there questions that we should be asking ourselves if we're considering a job change, a career change, or for that matter, a change in where we're living or a relationship? Is there a formula that we should follow to make this process less fraught, less stressful? When people are saying, how do I know if I should leave something, my job, this this employer, this field? I I suggest that they look at these questions, first of all, or here's a better, easier way to look at it. Here's when you should leave. 
it's pretty unequivocal. Number one, you are unhappy most of every day doing doing this work, or you have to hide who you really are. And I want to say, Jordan, everything I talk about I've lived through. I mean, it's crazy how many crises I've had professionally in my first 18 years. I lived through these things, but I didn't make the right, I didn't change. And we'll talk about why we don't in a minute. So you're unhappy. Uh, number two, the environment is tainted with toxicity. You're not treated with respect or fairness or kindness or, uh, yeah, uh, or you're not getting recognized for the work you're doing, right? It, it's toxic. Number three, the skills you've been hired to use are not easy for you or joyful for you. You know, the actual functional work you might be, and here's an important tip, you might be good at a certain set of skills but hate to use them. I never understood that until, you know, I finally did leave my unhappy high-level corporate career. Uh, you can be great at something, but if you don't enjoy the people you're working with or the outcomes you're working for, we'll get to that in a minute, um, it's not going to be a, a satisfying experience, right? Number four is you believe deep down you're meant for something better. So I think I, I remember Oprah years ago saying she somehow knew she was meant for something better many years ago. And I think she got a lot of backlash, like, wow, who are you to say that? I think many of us are meant for something better. That doesn't mean we think we're, you know, God's gift to the universe. It means I'm meant for something better than this. So if you have that nagging feeling over and over and over, you are bent, meant for something better. Now the question is, what is that and how to find it and how to get it? And the fifth thing is the outcomes that you're working toward feel meaningless. So you might like the employer. You might like the boss. You might even like, you know, you're a finance person. You're a digital marketing person. But the outcomes that you're serving every single day, what that company is doing in the world, if those outcomes feel wrong or negative or aren't aligned with who you really are and what you care about, it's time to find a place that does. The P word, right? Purpose. And we know fulfilling our purpose is correlated with being happier, being more productive. So it works both ways, right? Are we fulfilling our purpose? Is is what we're doing or the, the company or organization we're working for helping us get to our purpose. That's right. And, you know, you, you've you talked about and we've talked about uh, in the past passion. You know, we could do a whole hour on passions, but a lot of people ask, and boy, does it make my blood boil. Uh, there have been a few very, very top celebrity entrepreneurs who have said, one in particular, I won't give his name, that following your passion is the surest way to go broke or it's an absurd way. If you really want money and success... Don't, this one person said, don't follow your passions, follow what you're good at. Nonsense. And especially for women, it's nonsense because many of us are slogging through um, very difficult work cultures because we're good at something, but we have no feeling for it, no heart for it. And on top of that, we're not getting respected. So why are we going to stay slogging through something we're good at that we don't care about? So anyone who says you cannot make money and succeed following your passions has never done it, and that's why they say it. Because look at you, Jordan. 
you're doing it and you're fantastically successful. I'm doing it. I'm much more successful than I was as a corporate individual. The, the key, though, with passions is, is pursuing the right passions in the right way. Sometimes what you want to do is bring your passion forward through a hobby through a volunteer basis. Like, you know, you and I have talked about, I'm a singer, I'm a singer on the side. I've made money, a little bit of money singing. I don't enjoy it. I don't like singing at people's weddings. Um, but And my ex is a you know, famous jazz percussionist and has had an incredible career making money in music. I never wanted to do that, but I am not happy if I'm not singing. So passion, why wouldn't we want to have passion in our work and in our life? Why wouldn't we? I would love to do a separate show on passion. So I am not going to forget you said that. (laughs) Great. Sometimes I I think we feel that going with your passion is an all or nothing decision. But it's not. Like with your singing, we can dip our toes into our passions. Maybe we have more than one as a way not only to get a sense that, yeah, I, I could make a go of this, but also to just satisfy a need, a hunger that we have while we figure out, try to figure out what we're going to do about our current situation that's not working for us. I love this. And I what I see is a two-pronged approach to this. You know, so many people come to me, corporate people, and, and I have this thing called a career path assessment. I'll, I'll give you the link. 70,000 people have downloaded it. It's 11 pages of questions I wish someone had asked me 40 years ago. And if I had answered them honestly, I don't think I would have made a lot of the mistakes I made in my career. But it asks, well, you know, if money were no object, what would you want to do? And that doesn't mean you're going to head off and do it. It means to look for the why beneath that. So I can't tell you... It's kind of humorous. How many people have said, I want to run a bed and breakfast? Not during the pandemic. They don't say that anymore. Or I want to write a book. I want to write a best-selling book. Or I want to be a motivational speaker. They'll call it that. So when these people are my clients or course members, I'll say, okay, let's talk about this book that you want to write. Let me just explain something. Writers write. Whether they're working in corporate life or run their own business, real writers write. So what is it that you want to write? And let's get going on it. So maybe it's an outline. Maybe it's a children's book, and you're going to start with the first three pages. Maybe it's a blog. But dancers dance. Designers design. They find a way to do it. And why that's so important is it changes you in the process of it. So as you said, you're dipping your toe in the water. You're not going to chuck your whole career and become a singer in the band. No. Uh, But... Um, you know, join a singing group, join, uh, take a singing, take a class, put your toe in the water. When you do that, you become braver and more powerful, which is the focus of my book, The Most Powerful You in my course. We need more bravery to bring forward who we really are and what we care about. And that creativity uh, changes us because it truly changes everything. And we become more confident when we are bringing those talents forward. But there's this other prong I want to talk about. I think people might look at you and might look at me and say, I want your life. And they think it's because we live in the realm of passion. But I think what people need to understand is, yes, for instance, I am supremely fulfilled in the work I do, but it's work. 
you know, it's not just speaking on podcasts and webinars and writing a Forbes blog. You know, there's, there's work, there's business development, there's getting new clients, there's marketing copy, there's launching new products. So am I passionate every minute of the day? No. Some of it is just straight on work. Uh, So I, I want people to understand that sometimes they look at outcomes what people are putting out and say, I want their life, but they're only seeing the tip of the iceberg. What do you think? For me, it goes back to the purpose discussion that we just had. Uh, I agree with you. It's not glamorous all the time. It's not glamorous most of the time, by any stretch of the imagination. But I do go to sleep every night and I do wake up every morning feeling 100% that I am doing what I want, that I'm fulfilling a need I have and the role that I would like to play in the world. And that didn't happen overnight, right? Like you, I went through different job experiences. I've lived in different places. Life is a vase. Work is a vase. You start out with a blob of mush water and clay and then you put it on a wheel and you start the wheel going and you try to shape it and maybe you don't like it so you mush it down again and then you get it into a shape that you wanted and you add glaze and paint and put it in the kiln and so on and I think that that can help people who are feeling very stuck and impatient Uh, And maybe under pressure because we're seeing all of these headlines. Everybody's changing their job and and 60% of people are considering doing so. I better better get off my ass and do something about it. But there's time. There's time. My conversation with Kathy continued. We talked about power gaps and what not to do when making decisions. And we're going to turn those conversations into future episodes of The Chill Factory. So... Subscribe and stay tuned. In the meantime, you can learn tons more about all of Kathy's resources, including her books and courses and her great podcast, Finding Brave. Just go to kathycaprino.com. When it comes to managing our stress and reducing our anxiety and sleeping better, we often don't need to make any decisions because we know exactly what we need to do. We need to take breaks, we need to exercise, we need to eat, we need to actually go to sleep. But for many reasons, we don't do these things. We forget about them, we ignore them, we get sidetracked. Well, I have a great tool that's going to help you take action to reduce your stress, to be in a better mood, to have better focus, to sleep better, and on and on. It's the Chill Factory app, which gives you hundreds of ways to reduce your stress and anxiety right away. And in a minute, I'll give you the special password for this episode so that you can use the Chill Factory app for free. There is a feature on the app called Reminders, and it's a list of more than a 100 activities and affirmations. And you can set them so notifications appear on your phone to remind you to do these things. There's also an option in some cases to have an audio stress coach remind you to do them. Good morning. It's gonna be a great day. Stand up and move around. Hi, it's time to eat lunch.
And even if you don't set any reminders, just looking at this list may give you ideas for ways to reduce your stress and be healthier. And if you do set some, they'll automatically move to the top of the reminders list so you'll have a quick check of your health and chill to-dos. Here's how you get the Chill Factory app. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Chill Factory for free. Enter the password decisions, D-E-C-I-S-I-O-N-S, all lowercase, when prompted, so that you and 99 other listeners can enjoy the Chill Factory app for free for an entire year from the original post date of this episode. Mary from St. Louis sent this great question. I work long hours and I have kids and I also volunteer at the church. So I don't have a lot of time to actively reduce my stress. Is there just like one thing you might recommend for people who don't have a lot of time on their hands? Yes, Mary, there is. It's called sleep specifically getting enough sleep and getting good quality sleep. Feeling rested during the day and having enough energy is like soil in which a tree is solidly rooted. It just makes it easier for us to deal with the challenges of the day, for us to withstand the winds of life. And another thing that good sleep does is it strengthens our immune system. And that's really important because our immune systems are weakened thanks to continuous stress. Now, there are three great things you can do to help you get better sleep and enough sleep. And they are making the place where you sleep cool, dark, and quiet. And Mary, you mentioned that you're already volunteering, which is excellent because helping people, giving back to the community is another way to help us feel less stressed, especially if some of our other daily activities just aren't so rewarding. It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. The Chill Factory is produced by The Stress Coach, and you can find all sorts of additional resources at thechillfactory.net, including our show notes, which have links to resources mentioned during this episode. You can also listen to all episodes of The Chill Factory there and leave us a voice comment or question just look for the blue tab on the right side of all site pages. And be sure to follow or subscribe to The Chill Factory so you'll know when new episodes are available. And as composer John Cage once said, begin anywhere.